Thanks for checking out the Crossing College and Career podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages you and challenges you to walk confidently in your identity in Christ. What's up, Unite? How we doing? I have to say, man, those TikTok dances are actually a lot harder than they look. By no means am I a TikToker. I was just trying to fit in with our theme. Man, I'm excited. Tonight, my message is about flipping the switch. Somebody turn to somebody else and say, flip the switch. All right, tonight, I want us to completely flip the switch off to the things of this world and get to know Jesus a little bit better than we know him now. So my first question to you is what? is trending in your life. See, if your life was a social media feed, what would it look like? And I'm not talking about the account that everybody gets to see or that spam account that only certain friends get to see. I'm talking about if there was an account made of you alone in your room with the problems you dealt with, what would that look like? Would it line up with the word of God? Or would it be completely different? You see, maybe it's something, maybe it's consumed with problems in your relationships. Maybe it's the dysfunction at your home. Maybe it's not having enough resources to go out and do things or pay that bill. Whatever it is, we all deal with something in our life that trends, that doesn't line up with the word of God. And I think tonight is the night we deal with it. So let's meet the prodigal son in Luke 15, verses 11 through 13. It says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. I want to focus on that last part where it says, not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. You see, I think oftentimes we, we get what's ours too prematurely, right? We, we want something. We live in a world where, like instant gratification is like, Everything. We have Amazon Prime, right? Who hates waiting for shipping? Come on. Amen, right? You know the Amazon Prime. Thank you, Jesus. But it's caused us to want things prematurely. And sometimes we take maybe giftings or, or skills that we have and we squander them because they weren't ready to be produced, right? How many of us have been there? We've done something where we're like, I should have not done that yet, right? Maybe I'm, I mean, I shouldn't have gotten to that relationship because I'm still broken from my last one right? Or I shouldn't have taken up this plan because I still have to work to meet this bill. We've all taken on stuff prematurely. So let's pick it back up in verse 14 through 16. It says, after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. See, I think it's here, in this verse is here, that we can relate to the prodigal son the most. How, you ask me? Well, how many of us have maybe, in a sense, sold ourselves out to something? Maybe a job? We work more than we're supposed to? Maybe we give ourselves too much to our friends that just use us, right? Or what happens is we, we experience famine, right? We're, we're broke, right? College kids, in our career, trying to find ground. We're broke, ain't got no money. And we're looking for a quick, a quick fix. Maybe that's selling drugs, right? Maybe that's this thing that's out there that women are selling their bodies out on OnlyFans, right? You just want a quick buck. Or maybe you're really broken hearted and you're looking to fix some things in your heart and you sleep around with other people. 
hoping that that would bring you something to fill you. Or you jump, like I said, in and out of different relationships. And I, and I think we relate to the prodigal son in this way because he's hungry for something more, right? He wants something more. I, I believe we get to a point where we, we do things, right? We do an activity, maybe a sin that we deal with or, or a temptation that just pops up and we, we act upon it and we leave and we're like, why did I do that? Why do I feel so empty? Why do I feel so alone? I left this party and it was cool and I hung out with all my friends, but I don't talk to nobody else outside of that. There's that, there's that longing, there's that famine for something more in our stomach. And I, and I believe God is here to, to show us that he's the one that sustains us. So I turn to somebody else and say, flip the switch. All right. So let's pick it back up in 17 through 20. It says, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. There it is. The flip has been switched. The prodigal son finally comes to his senses. And I think that's where we need to be. We need to get to the point where we're saying, okay, God, you're right. I haven't been able to do this on my own. I need something more. I need something that's going to sustain me a little bit better. So I'm going to come to my senses. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to run to the Father and fall into the grace that he has for me. Because if we go further in the story, we, we see that the Father greets the son, the lost son, with open arms. And that is the exact character of the Father. You know, I also think that we, we oftentimes have to come to terms that we can't do it on our own. Like, for example, I have a thing in my family that's about, like, pride. I grew up in a very prideful family. My mother's very prideful. My father's very prideful. It was, it was all about work. It was all about making the needs and never being like something else, right? Can we, can we all relate to that? Right? We all have that that want to be great, not to be like that other person. And we try to do things on our own, and it's just not enough. It's, it's, it takes for us to come to our senses and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean for that to happen. We have to flip the switch. We read, in, we read in Romans, and it tells us that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right? So how do we come to our senses? We got to be the renewed in the mind. So let's look at this right here. See, you asked me, how do we flip the switch? We have to stay off the destructive negative paths and intentionally create new paths of thinking. Okay? So we have to intentionally get up and say, okay, I'm not going to follow this way. Because how many of us are tired of waking up and having the same routine of just scrolling on Instagram at 5 a.m.? Right? I feel you. I feel you. I am tired of waking up to broken news, looking at broken people, looking at a broken world when, when I know the answer is Jesus. So I'm going to give you some examples in my life that how we can flip the switch. So it's been a frustrating day at work for me, and I get home, and rather me, you know, going off of my, my parents or going off of my sister, like, oh, you're so annoying, get out of my way, like I've had a long day. Maybe I flip the switch and say, you know what, hey, how was your day? I had a really rough day. How was yours? I want to hear about your day. Or maybe I go, hey, mom, hey, dad, how can I serve you today? What can I do for you to help you out a little bit better? Because 
we can all agree we're all a bit busy. Or I think we all can relate to this one. When we feel bad about ourselves sometimes, we're like, oh, man, I look a little ugly. I feel a little fat. We're like, man, we, like, dive into, like, gluttony, right? I know for me, like, I look at the freezer and I'm like, ice cream. I'm going straight there. And we're there, man. I'm eating that ice cream and I'm like, ooh, this is great. And then when it's all gone, I'm like, I feel worse than I did before I ate the ice cream, right? But rather saying, you know, flipping the switch would say, hey, I know I don't feel too well right now, but let me go, let me go do that gym membership I said I was going to start in January. I'm going to start it now, right? Or maybe I go for that walk that I've always wanted to go on. Maybe I do that one exercise that I've seen on Instagram that looked pretty cool. Maybe I do that and get some, get some new things flowing, get some new things in our body. Another thing I do is when I'm, when I'm bored, like when, I, when I'm bored, I know we can all do this. We, we go on our phones, right? We're bored, like I have nothing to do. This is boring. What do I do? Go on your phone, right? You go on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, t- uh, Twitter, all that good stuff, right? And we, and we consume ourselves with so much filth and we, we compare ourselves, right? We see ladies, we see that girl that looks good and we're like, man, why can't I look like her? Or fellas, we see those, our, that group of friends that's really successful with that car, that house, and that beautiful family. We're like, man, I just want that. Why am I struggling? Right? Rather flipping the switch saying, God, I, I know I'm bored. I'm open my Bible. I want, I want to know what you say about me. What do you have for me? I want to experience you in a different way. And notice how there I said I open your Bible, not your Bible app, because we all know it takes one phone call, one email, and you're gone. You leave the presence of God. Right? I mean, we have to, we have to come to our senses, guys. Like I said, I, I think we can all agree that we're tired of waking up to bad news, right? I mean, we just this past two weeks, I was scrolling on Instagram, and there was this kid, 16 years old, is, is dead. Why? Why is that the world we live in? When we wake up, and the new thing that's breaking is another case of social injustice. All right? I was in the car one day, and uh, we're driving, and We've seen this cop pull over somebody else, and the first thing that came to my mind was, I hope I don't witness anything. My, my switch was flipped to the things of this world. Right? We base our opinions off of, off of bad experiences, off of, of a bad breaking news that's in the world. Right? Why don't we share the good news of the gospel? Why don't we share the good news Jesus has done in our life? Why don't we post about being baptized? Why don't we post about, hey, you know what? I gave my life to Christ today. Hey, why don't we post about the friend that's been struggling with depression and was, was broke free of it? Right? Why? I guarantee you the things that are trending now, if we flip the switch and say, you know what? I'm going to post about what Jesus is doing, what Jesus is doing at my church. Man, people are, people are walking in and leaving different. Like they're walking in old and broken and they're leaving healed and restored. Why is that not being posted? Jesus would be trending if it, if it was collectively all of us that said, you know what? This is worth posting. This is worth sharing. 
we were at the Global Awakening Conference a, while, a month ago, and one of the global students came to me. He's like, I just want you to know that your breakthrough could be in somebody else's hands that you don't want to talk to. Think about that. Someone else's breakthrough be in your hands. We can't flip the switch and say, you know what? This isn't about me. I'm not on this earth for myself. I'm here to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm called to do something different. Let me talk, let me talk to you. Let me pray for you, man. Let me, let me reconcile our relationship. Right? Sit and I wonder why, why is this, why is this our way of thinking? Why is this our thing that's trending? Why is it so much of me, 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 my life, my life, what, I, what I'm going through? And not what, man, Jesus, you've done this in my life. Why? Come on, I, I, can we all agree, raise, raise your hand, you're tired of waking up to the same old news on TV, right? It's, it's ridiculous. But it starts with us. It starts with us flipping the switch. So repeat it back to me. Flip the switch. So in order for us to flip the switch, we have to continuous, continuously and intentionally make the right decision. And I know that seems hard. We have to, like I said earlier, like maybe instead of walking into a situation and acting in your old way of acting irrational or squandering in living wild or speaking out of turn or being dishonoring, rather doing that, maybe we, we humble ourselves a little bit and we say, okay, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? Maybe we know we're about to go into a crazy household or we're about to go into a crazy friend group and before you get there, you sit in the car and you're like, God, I just want you to speak through me. I want people to know you. And you go in there and you let God do the talking. The difference that would make the world would be radically changed. There are some people in this room that have radical callings on their lives, but we're still making, we're still walking our old path of thinking. We haven't flipped the switch yet. Right? Just recently, the interns, we, every three months, we got told we were able to do noon prayer. A great opportunity for us to speak work on our skills, and it's just, it's an amazing time to just be with the Lord and, and share it with other people. Uh, and a little bit weeks before we were about to be up there to speak, someone came to me and said, hey, I, I have a word for you, and it's going to require you to step down from speaking this time. She said, when I come around, I don't know what I get, but God kind of tells me that he's dealing with you with the spirit of pride. Right? And I'm like, man, I thought I dealt with this at Freedom Kairos. thought I dealt with these things. And here they are again. My old way, my old way, my old path, my old switch tells me, tell this lady she doesn't know anything she's talking about. That's serious. Before I knew Jesus, I was off the wall. I was ready to just let her know that that what she heard was absolutely wrong. I don't know where she got that from, but she should probably stay out of my past, right? That's, that's my way, my old way of thinking. 
my new way of thinking was like, you know, I really don't like this, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to honor her, and I'm going to take it to God, and I say, God, what are you going to do with this? You see, just because you think that you've, you've made the right choices, you've made the right choices, doesn't mean the old path isn't going to come back up. Right? But it's, what do you do with it? What do you do with it? When it, when it comes back up, the, see, the crazy thing is the enemy deals, deals out his hand to us. He shows us, shows us, hey, this is what I'm working with. This is what I got on you. This is what I'm going to use. But like I said, we got to flip the switch and say, I'm no longer thinking that way, buddy. Nice try and keep walking in what God has called you to do. I think of another time in my life where I'm driving. Man, we know Floridians cannot drive. Amen? Woo! How many of us got road rage? Come on. Like, be honest. We got road rage, right? Road rage. Right? I'm, I'm driving on the road. This lady cuts me off. She's, we got this little cul-de-sac here thing that we got to go around, roundabout, whatever it's called. We go around it, and she stops in the middle of the roundabout. And I'm like, oh, this lady. And I hit my brake so hard, I didn't even hit her. She said I hit her. I didn't even hit her. I pull over. I entertain this lady. I'm like, she's cursing at me. She's like, yo, like, you better hope you got insurance. It's a brand new car. All this. I'm like, yo, 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 I didn't even hit you. I'm just coming to make sure you okay. Like, why'd you stop? Are you medically ill? Like, what's wrong? And she just let me have it. Right? My old way of thinking is like, yo, I'm about to show you who's boss around here. Right? You ain't going to talk to me like that. Right? My new way of thinking, though, I had to flip the switch. There. I had to intentionally say, I can't go that path. Because I'm going to tell you all something about this area. The Crossing Church is a small world. I don't know who you run into. And I'm not trying to tell somebody about how I feel about them. And then be like, hey, you know that intern y'all got? Woo, he cursed me. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. So my new way of thinking was like, hey, how can I, how can I pray for you? What can I do for you? She's like, what? I don't need no prayer. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> peace, restoration, something, your car to be fixed? I don't know. She cursed me out. She drove off. Right? The old way still is going to pop up. But we kind of have to keep every day. Paul tells us we got to deny ourselves and die to ourselves daily. We got to die to that stuff every day. And it gets harder, man. Let me tell you. How many of us live at home? It's hard. It's hard, right? They want you to work a full-time job, be a full-time student, right? And have a six-figure career, right? It's crazy. Crazy. It's absolutely absurd. I, there's just no way. There's not enough time in the day for me to have all that. And they, you know, you walk in the house and it's like, I need you to do this, this, and this. And you're like, yo, I just got home, right? I worked a long day. I had a really long day. My tire's flat. And you want me to clean the, the floor? How many of us got siblings? I'd be quick to pass it off. I'm like, yo, my little sister Jada, I'm like, Jada, you got that. I'm not doing that, Right? I tell my parents how hard I worked and I complain. I want to throw a pity party for myself. That's my old way of thinking. My new way says, you know what? I've had a long day. Remember? I've had that long day, but I'm going to serve you. I'm still going to pass it off to my sister in a loving way, but that's just, I'm just trying to tell you all to be better than I am, okay? I'm not perfect. I don't plan on being perfect. God's still working on me. Let's see, another time that I've had to, to flip the switch in my life was actually a very big moment. Um, 
I left home at 18. Yeah, 18. I left home right like shortly after I graduated, I dipped. I was like, I'm out of here. This is not where it's at. There was that pride thing that I dealt with. And I was like, I'm not dealing with my parents. I'm tired of submitting to these rules that are absolutely crazy. And uh, yeah, I was out my own and COVID happened. And what a great time, right? We got stuck in our house and we dealt with people. I was living with my cousin at the time and she's actually pretty cool. So we were hanging out, we had a good time. I was having a blast. Having the time of my life. I had no bills, no nothing. But it got to a point God was kind of like getting a hold of me and getting a hold of my heart. And he was like, I want you. I want you. I want you. I'm like, God, I, I'm not doing anything crazy. It's COVID. I'm not leaving the house. I'm not acting crazy. None of that. But then I decided to like press into that more. I was like, all right, God, what, what, do, you, what do you want from me? What do you, what do you mean by this? Um, and a lot of like internship and full-time ministry conversations started to slip around. And I was running from it. I was like, there is no way. Pastor Trent is in the house. And he would tell you, one time we were walking in this exact room, and he said, you were, you were going to work in full-time ministry? I said, Trent, I don't think you know me. That ain't happening. Right? So as I'm pressing in, I'm pressing in. God was just full-time ministry. People were confirming left and right that this is where I was supposed to go. God was doing his thing, moving, using other people to, to speak to me because I wasn't listening to him. And kind of gave me a to-do list. He was like, before you take the internship, I need you to go back home and make it right with your parents. And I was like, you want me to do what? I started looking up the, start, the salary for youth pastor. I was like, there's no way. I ain't going back. This is not worth that kind of money. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. That was my thought process was like, I'm not going back. They don't value me. They don't care what I have to say. I'm constantly being used there. I'm being mistreated. God was like, no, I need you to go back. I'm going to stop blessing you. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I would tell you one thing, and then we'll get back to my story. The more you press into God, the more he presses into you. Okay? The more faithful you are, the more faithful he is in return to you. I've experienced a lot of favor and a lot of blessing. So my encouragement to you on that is press in, press in, press in, press in. So I go back home, I go to my parents, I say, hey, I, I need to move back in. And they're like, oh, wouldn't you like us to move back in? Wouldn't you like for us to just have you back? And I'm like, yes. Uh, I didn't know what she wanted me to say. And she was like, well, we're going we're gonna to need more than just that from you. And I was like, here we go. Here it goes. Like, this is what I'm talking about. She's already got an attitude with me. I didn't even do nothing. I asked her to come back home. What does she want from me? She want me to be homeless? She want me to keep living far away from home and not talk to her? Like, what is her deal here? I'm talking to my mom, and she's just going crazy. I'm like, Mom, God is asking me to step back into this house and fix some things in our family. He won't bless me if I do. If I don't do it, that wasn't enough. I, I'm telling you, I, she is a strong woman. God bless her soul. She raised a lot of kids, three kids, and they we all gave her a run for her money. So I don't blame her for being this way. And she was just not having it. She was like, no, you're not coming back. And I was like, but I don't think you understand that I got to come back. So we left it alone. So I go to my dad. You know, how many of us try to play our parents? Mom, don't say yes. I'm going to Pops, right? So I go to Dad. I'm like, Dad, I got serious business to talk to you about. 
I can't be the man I'm supposed to be that you want me to be if I don't move back in. He was like, that's not my problem. And I was like, this lady's got him corrupt. Like, she really got him brainwashed or something. Because how they both saying no? Because I'm telling you, growing up, it was never like that. But I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. Man, I was here the first Wednesday, or no, actually, I was here on Father's Day for our Father's Day service and got wrecked. And I was like, Dad, I need to go to lunch with you. Sat down with my dad, um, and I apologized. God was telling me I needed to apologize first. I went in there thinking all the wrong ways. Got to a point, though, in my prayer, I had to put my pride down. I had to flip that switch and said, all right, this isn't about me. This is about what God's trying to do in my family. And I'm trying to make it about myself. Everybody, close your eyes. Close your eyes. I want you to think about this. If God flipped the switch in your life for you, what would it look like? Would it look better than how it looks now? Would it be far more greater than you thought it would ever be? Maybe the sin that you're dealing with, he just turns it off. You never got to deal with it again. Wouldn't it make life easier? You can look back up. You can open your eyes. I think God is trying to trying to flip the switch. It's time to start walking and riding the wave that He's called us to ride. It's time to stop running. It's time to stop thinking we got all the right answers. It's it's time to stop hiding the problems we deal with with a bottle or a quick fix of a drug, it's time to stop. It's time to deal with it. It's time to let God finally flip the switch to show you what you're called to do. Because maybe you're, maybe you're not experiencing the happiness because you're not where God's placed you. You're experiencing the dysfunction because that's not what God has for you. That's your own plan. Your receptiveness in this moment matters. I want to touch back on the global awakening. I went through that conference and I was just like, I'm here to receive. Thank God I have nothing wrong with me. I don't really need healing. And um, I didn't go up for anything that they asked for. I was just enjoying the conference, got to pray for some people, got to meet some really cool speakers, and it was pretty cool. Finally got to deal with what God was doing and he mended my heart about these very things. You see, the old ways may pop back up, but you have, to do, you have to die to that old way every day and choose a new way. 
You have to stop letting the world tell you how to live your life. You got to stop letting that group of friends you hang out with that's not good and you know they're not good. Stop, start telling, you got to let them stop telling you how to, what to do with your life. It's time you let God have full control. You see, because the Bible says if God's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at, right? So even if you're holding on to 1%, you're still holding on to something that you're still stuck in your ways about. So then is he truly Lord of your life? Is he truly Lord of all things that pertain to you? Worship can come back up. Um, I just want everybody to just close their eyes, and I just want to sit in a moment real quick. Because I think we're just, every day we're bombarded with so much opinions and, and things of the world. And the world tries to tell us how to deal with things that, that we go through and the problems we face. So there's always a quick fix. And we follow trends all the time, whether we like it or not, we somehow get sucked into them. But I believe God is in the room and he's, he isn't interested in tonight's trend, tomorrow's trend, next 10 years' trends. He's interested in your heart right now. I mean, I believe God is here to like heal some things. First John 2, 15 through 17 tells us, do not love the world or the things in this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes of pr and pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. prayer partners, interns, if y'all can, if you're able to, I know it's only two of you right now, it can come up. Pastor Jeremy, if you could come up, please. God's here to heal something. And I'm just going to be obedient and walk in it. If you're dealing with any mental illnesses, depression, anxiety, any of that, any of that stuff, Come find myself. I'll be up here. Prayers, partners are here. If you got some like emotional issues that have been going on, maybe bipolar, any of that, then God's here to fix that too. When I walked on stage, I had a pain in my right knee back of my right knee. If that's you, come see me.
praying for anything. Let's see God move. Amen. I think as we receive God, the switch in our mind will be flipped. As we see him move, as we see him release miracles and wonders and signs and all these crazy healings and, and we allow God to do what he can do, I think maybe our we'll flip the switch. We'll say, all right, God, I'm devoted to you. So, Father, I pray right now that you just speak to the hearts. Holy Spirit, we wait on you. Father, we ask you just to move in this place. We release healing in this place. We release peace in this place. We release joy in this place. So we say, Father, have your way. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out the Crossing Church Message podcast with Pastor Greg Dumas. Once again, thank you so much for listening.